Queer. Trans. Pleasant. Strangers. Ladies. Pleasant. Greetings. Played. Watched. Listened. Quips. From Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Po om, po fem, po them. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. We're two queer trans ladies that talk about the media we've consumed in the week and have a bit of a catch-up and whatnot and do voices and skits and things. How are you doing, Jane? How am I doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I have, um... Yeah. Um, I've uh, been a bit spacey this week. I'll yeah, be that's fair. I've been doing too much work this week. I've been all over the shop. Oh, so doing too much work? Yeah. I've, I'm having one of those weeks where I keep being like, I did a lot today. Don't know what I did, but I did a lot. I did a lot of whatever it was. Mm. I have things to do. I don't know what they are, but I know I have things and there's a lot of them. So many things. Yeah. So many things. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a weird old week, but we have just about managed to find time to wedge in some things we've played, watched and listened to. Which... And probably played is a good place to start. Probably usually... played. Yeah. We what... probably played some things. Yeah. Do you know anything you, you, you did play? Uh, this week? We played Little Town. <gasps> we did play Little Town. Yeah, Little this... Town is an adorable board game game um, sort of group tableau building. Yeah, this is one you got for your hatching day. It is. I got it from Mummy. Yeah. Go Mummy, not mine. Ah, ours now, I suppose. Ours. <laughs> Our mother. <laughs> no, that has... The horrifying consequences. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a game about building buildings and collecting resources. Building and yeah, you've got you've got four rounds, and each round you have five villages that you can send out to go do things, and you have a very limited number of things you can do. You do. Um, and you have less people, the more um, the the basically the more people that are playing, the the less work villages you get. Yeah. And the less buildings you can build. Exactly. But the general idea is you can plot you can pop a villager down somewhere on the board and any resource spaces that are in the eight spaces around them, so up, down, left and right and diagonals, uh you can take those resources if you like. Um or you can go build a building using those resources you've collected, uh, and place it somewhere on the board. Anyone can use it, but you get to use it for free for building it, and other people have to pay to use it, plus there's a bonus for build for, for doing the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, those are your two major actions. Basically. Um, you are trying to get enough food to feed your workers, so every mm-hmm. like bef- by the time you've put all five workers out, you need to have enough either wheat, which is a, a thing you have to plant yourself, or fish, which can be found around the map, mm-hmm. to feed your workers, or you're going to take point penalties. Yep. And it's just try and accumulate points, try and accumulate resources that you can use to build buildings that you can use to accumulate points, mm-hmm. while making sure you don't forget to feed your workers. What to feed the workers. It's real simple in terms of there's never an abundance of things you have to remember you can do. Mm. You just, here's like the maybe three things you can do. Do it. Do the things. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's surprisingly deep. Yeah, because it's it's 
looks very much like, hey, it's a kid's game. There's not many parts mm. to it. There's, like, pretty simple rules. I mean, the, the rules is basically a pamphlet. Yeah. We loaded a video, watched about two minutes of it, and when I went, I think it's just going to be easier to read the manual on this occasion. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I imagine it's a fairly easy teach to, mm. to another person. Um, just hand them manual, manual, they'll have it in five minutes. Yeah, um, build things. There are we we played the the beginners mode, which is like yeah. there's a set of specific tiles that it recommends you do, but there are other tiles. Yeah. So once you've done that, you can either do like a, a draft them in, or mm. you can um, see what what people want to do. Yeah, and there's some there's some other stuff that mixes that up. You've got some uh, secret objectives that are dealt out to you at the start mm. of the game that will be things like. Um, uh, have uh, have zero money uh, to get some victory points, or build a building next to this type of uh, resource on the board, or gain stars from two different buildings this turn. Yeah, that was a slightly trickier one. That was a trickier one. I mine mine all flowed very nicely into each other. Yeah. I built three buildings, and I had enough to get all four of my objectives done, yeah. which is great. You did really well. Um, there's definitely some room in there for engine building because you had oh, a nice yeah. thing going where you were like generating huge amounts of wheat that you could then directly turn wheat into victory points and that was like adding up quite quickly for mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I wish I'd got on that bit earlier. Yeah, you had a real nice thing going there for a bit. Yeah, basically I was just too too slow to get moving. As is often yeah. the case in a lot of these games, it's like, oh, I it, think I'm starting to get it. It also didn't help that you miscounted how many rounds there were, so yes. you thought we were on the final round when we still had a round left to go. Yes, so I basically capped myself out as, that's it, that's the end now, oh, bugger. Yes, and I think that final round was where I was like, no, I'm thinking about that final round, and mm. I, I put down my big castle and got some, some big points going. Yeah, I'd spent a lot of food in ways that I wouldn't necessarily have done if I'd thought... If if you was going, you were going to have to keep feeding workers for another round. <sighs> feeding them, <sighs> I know, right? But yeah, I I like its board layout. Like, there's enough um different spots on the board that are that are good starting spots that you mm. can look at and go. This has multiple good resources and is a beneficial place to start. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it is a it is a nice little board game. Very simple but very strategic. Yeah, very very small board setup. It doesn't require a huge footprint of it's space. Double sided board, so there's yep. slightly different layouts for your starting area. Yep. It packs away in a very nice small box. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a well designed little game. Yeah, it, and the meeples are quite delightful. Oh, they are. They've got their the little tools in their hands. Um, it it reminds me of something like a Catan, but in a much more condensed... Less colonial. Yeah, less colonial and more condensed. Oh, um, yeah. It's that same sort of position yourself to get as many of the resources you need as you can, yeah. but it's got more... I don't know, it feels It's more... also got less dice... Yeah. No dice rolling. Yeah, so. no, no dice rolling and the ability to build like lots of little buildings near each other sort of mm -hmm. feels like more like you're building an actual settlement. Yeah. Which is nice. Settling here on the yeah. grasslands. We had our two little communities and they sort of touched in the middle. There was like yeah. the, the, the build that little statue between us. It's you would have that, that, that sign on the road that's like you are entering and exiting <laughs> point. But yeah, I would recommend this. It's uh it's a cute little game. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely not an overly complicated one. Nope. I think I think that'd be an easy one to teach. Just it's not super expensive. Yeah, it packs. It's very small footprint. It fits nicely on the shelf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? Oh, what else did we play this week? Um. 
Oh, we played another board game. We played several. Uh, yeah, we uh, we had our first go at the Bureau of Balance board game. The the, the Adventure Zone game. The Adventure Zone game that was uh, not a few, not a Kickstarter, but it was something like that. It was a pre-order, mm. crowdfunding thing. Yeah. Um. So it's a two to five player game that is basically there to facilitate tabletop role playing. Um, yep. If you want to do a little two person tabletop adventure and don't want to have to come up with an adventure off the top of your head mm-hmm. or um, you, you want to throw something together on the fly, here is very basic character sheets that you largely fill in with uh, role playing stuff and you have like four stats. Mm-hmm. Um, here is three decks of cards that will tell you the villain, the uh, item you're trying to recover, and the location. Mm-hmm. And then you fight through the decks. Or the, well, two of them. One of them you've got to fight to not get through. Yes, well, that was specific for the train. Uh, yes. The other locations apparently don't do that, oh, it okay. seems. Uh, that was very much like do the thing before the train reaches its destination. Choo choo. Um, but yeah, all, <laughs> a lot of the cards have prompts to sort of encourage you to. Um, keep role playing with it, and like, um, like you can get bonuses on your score if you can say yeah. how you do the thing in an interesting story. Yeah, it'll be like if you explain, if you answer these these role play questions, we will give you a plus one bonus to your uh, your dice on this mm-hmm. encounter. Um, and generally, the 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 dice rolling is kept really simple. You have a base number that is anything you do will have like you'll you'll get a bonus of this much. If you do the thing you're good at, which depending on your class will be like, ah, uh, you might be good at fighting monsters or doing magic stuff, you get a higher base number. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got these little tokens that you can spend on increasing um, other players' dice roll outputs. Yeah. Um, I imagine two-player is pretty simple because you just hand them to each other on everything. Exactly. If, uh, there's there's an interesting mechanic for if you've got more than two players where. Um, if you decide not to give another player your, uh, your say, plus two bonus token, and they roll, and they're one shy of winning, you can give them your token after the roll, but it's only worth half as m- many points, so it's only worth a plus one. Um, so we basically found every opportunity to yeah. do things before rolling. Yeah, but again, the, the way that they, they narratively do it is, if you're going to give someone your plus two bonus coin, you have to explain how you help them. And mm-hmm. I, I think that, like, just as a straight by the numbers game, it's not necessarily a particularly in-depth, complicated game. It's add 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 bonuses, roll roll the dice. Did you win or not? But it's yeah, but it's it's a vehicle it, for narrative. Yeah, it's the the. I mean, that is really all it is. It is yeah. here are some improv prompts. I I think it's the kind of thing that would work really well for. Um, I will probably take this to conventions when yeah. conventions are a thing again. Because I can imagine being in the hotel and we've all had a couple of drinks and someone goes, I really fancy doing some some like D&D type stuff. No one's prepped a campaign. Don't worry. I'll grab the box out. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it- also, I think with that box, you could play that with anyone. Yeah. Like, I've been places where people have just sort of gone, hey, let's have a, a D&D campaign. Or like a, a, a roleplay campaign. And I'd never played any D and D before. Yeah. I was like, I just. And they were playing in the uh, Sunless Skies universe. Yeah. It's like don't know the universe, don't know the plot, don't yeah. know it. Half of the terminology. A lot of what this deals with is um, broad strokes um, tropes. So I think for for the one we did, we had um, a cult with an idol of some kind on a train, mm-hmm. and. The rest of it, it lets you and the group discuss it. So you're like, okay, what does the cult worship? Why are they on the train? Uh, what does this idol do? Why is it valuable? Um, 
So we had the Choo Choo Crew. The Choo Choo Crew. A cult of um, train worshipping uh, fanatics uh, <laughs> who wore uh, conductor's hats. Yeah. Except for their leader who wore the engineer's hat and got to ride on the loco. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's the thing. It, it's, you know, there's not a huge amount of different, like, here is the villain concept, here is the idol concept, here is the location concept, but the combinations... There's like five of each of Yeah, but the combinations will inevitably lead to you coming up with different stories because of how those things combined. Yeah. Like, Colt and Train was what got us to Choo Choo Crew. If we had Colt or Train again, I'm sure it'd be very different. Um, but, yeah, it is a fun exercise in just collaborative storytelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We we had uh, Clint McElroy as our assistant for a while. Yeah, yeah, we and had... I must say things got a lot harder to deal with after we, we had lost Clint. Yeah, Clint was... Uh, Clint... <laughs> Clint's the all-purpose friend. Yeah, he's the all-purpose friend. He can do anything. He's just Clint, your human friend who doesn't really know why he's here. <laughs> However, when we switched over to having Merle Highchurch as our assistant... <laughs> Merle was uh, there. There were several times I was like, I cannot narratively put Merle in this situation. Yeah, whereas like Clint, you can always find an excuse for Clint to help. I'm still not sure I could have put Clint in any of those tentacle situations. <laughs> <laughs> but we passed them, and we passed them well. Yes. Um, I also really like that because of the way this is structured. Um, typically you can't really do do a D and D with two people. Mm. Most tabletop games, you need at least three people so you can have one person running the game and two people, you know, um, playing along. But yeah. this does very well at, like, okay, the the decks the decks of cards are setting up the scenario. Mm. You play... You both collaboratively sort of do the DM role. Yeah, you're collaboratively storytelling. You obviously keep checks on each other. Yeah. And, like, there, there was one time when it was just like, oh, this is going to be a really easy role. And you were like, hang on, tell the story. Yeah, you were like, yeah, I do this and I roll. I'm like, no, 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 you got, you got to you tell, gotta tell me this. And, like, that's the thing. You, as long as you've got someone else to keep you accountable to make sure you do the role-playing, yeah. there's a really fun little box of stuff yeah, here. Definitely. Um, I think it might be quite fun to stream at some point. I'd definitely be up for streaming this with you at some point. Yeah. Uh, the only criticism I have of it is um, the dice have a printing error on them. Um, they go oh, one, yes, two, three, four, five, nine, because they put the dot on the wrong side of the six on all the dice mm. to make it look like it was a nine. Oh, we haven't even mentioned the um, Fantasy Costco mechanic. Fantasy Costco, where all your dreams come true, got a deal for you. Um, so if you scan the Fantasy Costco box, <laughs> um, it's got a QR code for Griffin's SoundCloud, where the original Fantasy Costco theme is, and I played it every single time we drew a Fantasy Costco card. Yeah, so the idea <laughs> is um, different cards that you challenge, like at any one time you can um, try and tackle the location or the cult or the idol uh, or the, uh, the relic and... Um, Different cards you defeat will have different difficulties and give you different levels of reward. And if you get three of these little reward points, you take a card from the Fantasy Costco, which might be a single-use item. It might be a permanent ongoing buff. It might be a Raging Flaming Poisoning Sword of Doom. It's in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it was a fun mechanic to keep cycling through little rewards as you went through the adventure. We and didn't keep... get through the whole Fantasy Costco thing. Oh, not, not by a long shot. Um, There's more to see. <sighs> so yeah, I... I was pleasantly, pleasantly yeah. pleased with this. I, I would be fun to give that a go sometime. Yeah. That would definitely, like, less likely to spin out than a, an attempted short D&D &D campaign. 
And also, it feels more complete than attempting yeah. a uh, like a home yeah. one shot because I generally find one shots run what three four hours. This this probably sixty to ninety minutes you could get a group through a fairly complete feeling arc of a story. They mm-hmm. get to fight their villain. Um, yeah, and a little it, mini decks for each one really yeah. help sort of get that arc feeling in. Yeah, and you don't have to deal with, like, genning all of the stats for a character. You can go, I want to be this kind of character. Okay, they've got two numbers. Yeah. All the rest of the stuff you've got on a character sheet really doesn't mind, really doesn't matter. Yeah. Although we did, like, there's a, a space to draw in a little version of your avatar. There are, the, like, yeah. things about how how is your character laid out, like... Why is your character strong? What makes yeah. your character useful they, to the group? They encourage you to come up with personality for your character so that when you're role-playing and making those uh, explanations of how you do things, that you can go, aha, I use that thing that I said I have on my character sheet. I kept to popping help. people's heads off with my powerful thighs. Indeed, and distracting them with your... Uh, how did you describe the smell? Oh, um... Unique, uh, a unique and distracting odor. Unique and distracting odor, mm-hmm. uh, which was a good catch-all solution to problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was um, what was it? Sally McStabbins, I think. Sally McStabbins. Beth McStabbins. Beth McStabbins. The the uh, uh, orc warrior. Yeah. And you were uh, Lorak. Lorak the wizard, the little, the little um, uh, goblin wizard. Goblin wizard, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had so much fun with that. That <laughs> yeah, was a lot of fun. Yeah, what about you? What have you played? Uh, we played another boarded <gasps> game. Did we? We played Steampunk, Steampunk Rally Fusion. We did. Uh, do you want to tell us about what that is? Um, so Steampunk Rally Fusion is the sequel, question mark, to Steampunk Rally, which is a game by Rocksteady Games, where you build uh, a steampunk machine. <laughs> So you get uh, an inventor and a unique card that goes with that inventor card and you put the two together to start building your machine and then each round you draw uh, a gold, silver, bronze and a boost card. Uh, You draft them between the players and the bronze ones all have four connection points so you can connect them in any direction. They're very Um, good for, for opening up your machine for more parts. The silver and bronze parts will be like more towards attacking and more towards movement. Yeah. And but they will only have one connection point on them or or a valve, I think they are. Yeah. So it's like Well you... sometimes two, but they won't have the full set of four yeah. at least. Um gold ones definitely only have, have yes, the one. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it's a case of like putting this thing together and trying to move around the track yeah. and what gives me movement and what uh, what gives me uh, the ability to protect myself yeah. because there is like terrain issues. There's... Can I move smoothly across the ground or will yeah. I be juddering across and there... shaking myself to pieces? There is a lot of simultaneous mechanics to keep in mind and it can take a bit of wrapping your head around the game at first. So when you're drafting these cards... Um, first of all, you have two options with any card. You can either take the card and, if it's a part of the machine, put it on your machine. Or you can take the card and sell it, which means that you get the value in the top right of it, which might be a couple of dice to roll or some cogs, which are useful for things later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not even just like picking all these pieces and going, I'm going to put them all on my vehicle. You might go, I'm going to pick this to get rid of it, to get these resources. Mm-hmm. Um the main things that you're trying to do other than like add new parts to your ship are you're trying to get dice to roll 
Because you don't automatically get a certain number of dice on your turn. It's, you don't automatically yeah. move. You have to generate movement. Yeah, you, you have to generate movement and you have to generate dice with which to do the movement. So if you want to, like, let's say there's a card that gives you movement every time you roll more than a three on a blue die. You need to get some blue die and then roll more than three on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say you did that. You managed to get a three, a blue three and you put it in the slot and your vehicle moves. That blue die doesn't go away. Um, and that's just a slot that's taken up now. You can't put another blue three there later to move again. That slot's used up. So that's where the cogs come in. Well, that, there's all sorts of ways you could use well, them. Like there's um, there's the vent phase where yeah. you are you can spend cogs to remove uh, pips from dice, so you can either count them down. Yeah. So uh, for that three blue, if you spend, uh, I think yeah, you get two pips off per cog, is per it? Per cog, yeah. Yeah. So if you spent two cogs, you could get rid of that three dice, um, and then you've got that space open to put another blue die in there later and move again. Mm-hmm. Um, you can split those cog values against uh, multiple die if you yeah. want. Yeah, you can use the cogs to uh, either re-roll a die or to knock up its pip value by one if it's just shy of what you needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Cogs are very useful for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you mentioned smooth terrain as well. So every now and then there'll be spaces that have like a damage value on them. Yeah. And you can cross that space uh, but if you do, you will lose that many pieces off your vehicle unless you do smooth movement, which might be like uh, wings that fly you over it safely or um, some kind of special wheels that get you over it. Um, or if you just manage to put up some kind of shielding. Yeah, uh, that's it as, as well. You can build shielding, which means that like you'll take away the shielding rather than taking parts off your ship. There's a little aspect of engine building because you might have one thing that you... Uh, basically, every time you have a chance to flip this light bulb... Yeah, uh, which activates all of the cards in your machine that have a light bulb symbol on. Most of those will generate some form of die, um, but sometimes you'll roll a die, spend it, and it will have a value in. Okay, you can move some. You can move forward one, and also you will have generated uh, the ability to remove a dice of a different color or of yeah. the same color, which can then free up your cogs to use for rerolls and for knocking up dice values mm-hmm. if you don't have to use them to remove things from your engine. And you physically lay all these pieces out sort of as they fit on the machine. And yes. often it doesn't make any sense and it looks nonsensical, but that's half the fun. But it is quite fun sort of looking at this thing and going, okay, it's got like spider legs and a cow catcher on the front. And but the the front is also slightly further back. It's got some wheels that don't touch the floor anymore because I put other wheels lower down. It's got a triceratops skull on the front of it for ramming opponents. Yeah, it's it take you need some space to lay out these vehicles. Yeah. Um, they're gonna you can sp- rearrange them at any time. Yeah, and I like that. There's no penalty for that. It's you can buy a new piece and go. I've got nowhere to fit it, but if I shuffle these around, there we go. I can fit it in yeah. here now. And if you take damage and you have to yeah. lose pieces, you have to make sure that you you still have a complete machine thereafter. Yeah, so you can pick which bits uh, get damaged, so long as you can still put the pieces that are left together. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's just this little quick dash along along this haphazard course. Yeah, and the uh, so basically fusion is all of that. Plus, there's a new type of die and a bunch of new inventors. Yeah, you've... so technically the one I got as the Kickstarter is Atomic Edition, which is both Steampunk Rally and Steampunk Rally Fusion. Yeah, which play perfectly well combined into one game. Yep. It's a big old box with an awful lot of stuff in it. It's got twice it's got all the track from the original plus all new track plus event cards. Yeah. Uh, there are just 
so many inventors in there. Oh god, yeah, we've played like four of them and there's like this whole huge stack and they all have like unique abilities. Uh, and then the version we've got also came with some novelty additional oh, ones. So we've got yeah. Rube Goldberg, who's just I, like I want to try the Rube Goldberg machine. So many attachments. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a really fun little game. Yeah. It's it's a fun. I would like to try this in higher numbers because I imagine it gets ridiculous. Oh, chaotic as hell. <laughs> I imagine. Um, and and certainly also in higher numbers, the fact that you can um you you all play simultaneously when you during yeah. the base phase. Because we were mostly playing like, okay, you take a turn, I'll take a turn, we'll work out like how our movement stuff works. Yeah. Until quite late in the game when we were like, okay, let's just play simultaneously as the rules state. Yeah. As long as you've got a group that you can sort of trust to, to do simultaneous turns with. Cause Why die? Well, exactly. <laughs> it's, there's a lot... Here's the thing. It makes sense to play simultaneously because there is a lot of shit to manage. Yes. Your, sh- your, your vehicle will have like... Okay, well, I'm going to have to do, like, 12 steps on this before anyone else gets a turn. So let's just all, all work yeah. it out at once. Everyone's uh. going to sit there and work through their engine and, and how that yeah. works and how far they're moving. And also, like, there's... Because you'll be moving, like, a couple of moves at, at, at a time yeah. during that it's whole phase. It's got this nice back-and-forth feel to the race. You could be sort of look, looking up at the board and going, oh, oh, they're, they're going massively ahead of me. Yeah, it's... It's nice watching the sort of up, you move a few, up, they move a few, up, you move a few, all within one turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really delightful game. It It's a little daunting at first, but once you get into it, it's really simple. Yeah, it's another one of those games that's got a, a huge amount of iconography on it. Yeah. And it's like, oh god, I've got to internalise all of this before we can yeah. play properly. You, you have to get over that hurdle of being able to look at a card and instantly understand, oh, I see what this is doing. Mm-hmm. And that takes a minute. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. But I, I, I think anything other than the official yeah. gameplay video for how to play that would would work well. Yeah. I like what they tried to do with the official gameplay video where they did it in character, in outfits. I'm I like sure the concept. I'm sure if you typical, that's probably fine. Yeah, I couldn't follow it because I was like, but story, but instructions, but story, but instructions. They're doing silly voices and they're all dressed up in steampunk gear. And it's, it's, it's fun. But I struggled to make, find the information that I needed from that. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. I definitely want to play more of that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about your latest speedrun? Yeah, I've been doing more speedrunning. So not content to have all of the speedrun records for Cook and Mama Cookstar. Um, I decided, let's look what other games have speedrun categories available that no one has ever speedrun. And I saw another insert something, a, a blank mama game, uh, Babysitting Mama on the Wii from over a decade ago is is a game that no one has ever speedrun. Um, I found a copy of the game secondhand, but new in box, completely unopened for £10 with the baby controller. Yes, the baby controller, which seems to have, like, <laughs> eyeliner on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's a plush baby with, like, a gap in its spine that you slide a Wii remote into, and then you, like, tape its neck up in order to, like, keep the Wii remote in place. And it's a hideous concept. It's a hideous concept. <laughs> um, 
Uh, fun fact, anytime you have to reset the game mid-run because, like, you've made an error and you can't back out of the menu, you have to very quickly be like, quick, get the get the thing, get the baby's spine out and hit the, the home button. Which is a bit conceptually horrifying. Mm. Um, but it's, a, it's basically a cook and mama game, but for babysitting, you have six babies that you do various mini-games by sh shaking this motion-controlled baby around. No, 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 don't, please don't shake the baby. Shake the baby. Every single mini-game, at the end of it, it brings up a screen that says, no, 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 please don't shake the baby. Mama says never shake the baby. Did you shake the baby? Good babysitters never shake the baby. But did you shake the baby? Not intentionally, but sometimes when you're, like, burping the baby, you hit it slightly too hard on the back and the game registers that as a shake of the baby. And I'm like, no! And several of the mini-games involve you, like, making rapid movements with the baby, like, ah, oh, we're, we're um, taking the baby and going up and down, up and down, yeah, isn't that yeah. fun? Yeah, doing uppies. But the game's like, don't shake the baby. I'm like, well, you told me to do these movements up and down. I'm so is doing... there going to be a uh, um, any, percent, any percent no shaking? Oh, uh, we had about five um, incorrect uh, accusations of shaking through this five hour run. So like about once an hour the game thought we'd shaken the baby when I'd, we had I'd be curious to know if it is possible to do a speed run of this game I mean, without, or, or even a run of this game without uh, even once. I mean, the Wii Remote's motion sensing is not perfect. No, it's not. I feel like it would be frustrating to try and do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... <sighs> so there are some fundamental differences speedrunning this game compared to, say, Cook and Mama Cookstar. The biggest being, because the developers very clearly did not want to get in any trouble for accusations of neglecting a child, you cannot do... So, you know, in Cookstar, there's a lot of steps you can just completely fuck up to save time. Like, it goes a in lot. the oven, it comes out of the oven. Yeah, you put it in the oven and take it straight back out uncooked, for example. Mm -hmm. um, when looking after a baby, there are a lot fewer ways that you can deliberately fuck up in order to end the minigame early. Because Surely it... immediately removing the baby from the oven is the <laughs> best way to do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so lots of minigames, if you, like, deliberately fail them, the game will just keep going until the timer runs out. But there, yeah. are, there are some you can deliberately skip for time saves. Okay. Mostly ones involving um, either games that you play with the child, or errands that Mama is doing by herself. So, like, right. playing peekaboo with the child, just fucking run in front of the child's field of vision straight away three I'm times. Here. Be like, I'm here, I'm here, don't make any attempt to be secretive. Um... If the, the baby's throwing toys at you and you're supposed to catch them, deliberately don't catch them. Let them hit you in the face. Um, <laughs> you know, like, things like that. Um, Just like the most broken parent. Yeah. Um, fine. And any time that it's like, fine. Mama's trying to catch the dog, uh, sprint as fast as you can, then don't turn around when it tells you to turn around. she just fall flat on her face. She's got to run to the shop before it closes. Just let her slip over in that puddle and hit her face on the floor. She won't make it to the shop in time, but you'll save some time. Is that why that bunny looks so grumpy? <laughs> uh, but like I had a surprisingly fun time speedrunning this today um, Do you think you can shave more time off it? I, I certainly could I don't know if I will try to at any point <laughs> okay. um, So like I, I had fun it, I, I looked at how long to beat And it reckoned it was going to be about 7 hours to complete And I did my first, like my all babies All mini games Any percent so I didn't worry about what rating I got uh, in about 4 hours 53 minutes. Um, it's a little shy of 5 hours, cut about 2 hours off of the expected time, which is good. Um, 
The all gold medals category, I don't know if I'm ready for yet. There's a few mini games that I actively cannot get gold medals on and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm. Um, there's one about making silly faces where it's like um, a very, very, very fast roulette. You know in Mario Mario World where you had the try and line up the, like, the, the bits of the mushroom and then you'd get a mushroom? Mario was 3. Was that Mario 3? Yeah. Right. Mario 3 where you're trying to do that. Imagine that but moving like infinitely faster. Okay. Um, and having to stop it using motion controls Ooh. which don't always register terribly well. Um, like s there's a couple of mini games like that that I would need to practice in my own time and get better at doing before I could attempt the all gold medals run. Which I don't think would be that much longer than five hours. It's just a case of I need to get better at those minigames. Hmm. Um, and there's some individual categories for, like, just get through all the steps of this baby as fast as possible. Um, so, like, that's another six baby world... steps. Exactly. So there's another six world records I could pick up that each of which would take me probably 45 to 50 minutes. Yeah. Which is, like, that's a very manageable amount of time to do a, to do a run. Mm -hmm. It's not like this where I was like, oh, God, uh, how long to beat says I need seven hours to, to try this. Mm -hmm. Um... I had a very fun time though. Um, by the time that we finished doing the stream, we had a lot of we had like a hundred people watching. Um, sometimes this game is weird and creepy and kind of unsettling, but at times this game is genuinely quite sweet and heartwarming and like kind of adorable. And I've kind of grown to like this terrible game. I would not recommend it to play just in your own time for your own like to, to play it for a time. No, but it's a f it's a fun little weird gimmicky game that is fun to play with other people and like I'm not having a bad time speedrunning it. I'm actively having fun with this kind of broken silly concept. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, babysitting mama, that's that's the new the new thing that I've been speedrunning. Oh heck. Yeah, apparently this is what I do now. The chat, the Twitch chat's really into into me speedrunning games. Well, they're all about Mr. Rattle. Exactly, Mr. Rattle. Yeah, yeah. I at some point on on the stream, I told some story that was a bit sad. I can't remember what it was, and chat was like, "Oh, we're a bit bummed out now." It's like, yeah, but the baby's in the game. Mr. Rattle helps. Can you do Mr. Rattle for us? I was like, yeah, here you go. Sh shake the nunchuck. Yay! In the chat, which was adorable. <laughs> Uh, I feel like there needs to be a rattle controller. Yeah. Like a, like a, a, a shell that you put the nunchuck in. <laughs> I finished that speedrun and the first tweet I got from someone who'd watched it was, uh, when are we getting a Mr. Rattle emote for the chat? <laughs> well. Uh, you, you've got a, you've got a baby, uh, a, a yeah. Laura K baby. I've got a Laura K baby now to go with the Laura K chef emotes. Oh, we, we're getting we're getting steadily more Laura speedrunning adjacent emotes for the channel because apparently this is what I do now. So yeah, what about you? What have you played this week? Uh, I played a bit more Deep Rock Galactic, which I've... is to say I played probably another day's worth of Deep Rock Galactic. I played some more of it with you and had a lot of fun. Yeah. We played some more with with the friend that introduced it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all nice. I did. You really like that game. Yeah, I'm having a really good time. Those escort missions are so fun. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I like Doretta. Doretta good. Doretta the big drill. Yeah, I like the boss fights with the big geode egg at the end. That's very strange, but yeah, really enjoying that. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it continues to be a really satisfying gameplay loop. I have uh, promoted my first dwarf now. 
Oh, uh, correction from last week. We found yes. the non-white skins. Oh, yes, yes. So they exist in a wardrobe, but not in the store. Yeah. Um, we, we both missed them. And I think yes. that's a testament to the fact that they're not terribly well signposted. It also doesn't help that in all of the promo pictures, all of the dwarfs are white. Indeed. And it defaults you to a white starting dwarf. And like the shop is the main place where I was like, ah, here I will find customization options. Yes. Didn't realise there were some customization options that already existed that I just hadn't found. Yes. It's it's a weird choice because it, it really feels like you should get a chance to go... Hey, who do you want to be? Yeah, it should go. These are your starting customization options. Which would you like? Yeah, it I realise it wants to get you into that tutorial as quickly as possible. Oh, but yeah, I get that. But equally, I... How much melanin you want? Cool, send me in. Yeah, it, it feels weird that there was no signposting of, Hey, you've started with some customization options. Go check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But I'm having a, I'm continuing to have a really good time, time. playing little sessions. It's become my dilation game. Yeah. I can just sit there for an hour oh, and dilate and just I got sit an, I got a new gun and it's really good. Yes, you got the the big bertha, isn't it? Yeah, it's it I have to occasionally reload it, but uh, and it doesn't fire as fast, but the shots it fires are considerably beefier. <laughs> Looks um, like a flat cannon. Yeah, it does a lot less uh the other that first primary gun for the gunner is like it's it's a bit scatter shot, and then the longer you do it, the more um, precise it becomes. Yeah, whereas it's a this minigun, is the faster it spins, the yeah. Whereas this is fairly precise from the get go. You don't have to spin it up before it's accurate. Mm -hmm. Longer barrels. Yeah, but uh, it, it continues to be a real blast to play. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've played. I've uh, promoted the uh, engineer once. Yeah. I am most of the way to promoting uh, a scout now as well. Over yeah. halfway through doing that, I might try the driller after that and see how yeah. that do. I've unlocked like loads of extra stuff to do. Mm. So yeah, and and it's quite funny because we went from, hey James, you want to come play some Deep Rock Galactic? We'll do this all together. We'll do it for my, my, my birthday. We'll hang out and play that. Yeah. To a week later, okay. Now here's all the pro strats, and I'll teach you how to go around th this place, and I'll, I'll show you this like whole new mission type that you haven't even seen before. Yeah, you. <laughs> You've gotten real deep into it. I wish I had the time to because it's been so fun when I've played it. I don't have the time, but I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm squeezing it in with other things while I'm squeezing things in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd probably have time to play more of it with you if I wasn't speed running. Yeah. If you will spend seven hours a day playing a game, you could spend a couple of hours a day playing a different game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Well, I think that's all we've played. Uh, I think that is everything we've played. Well then. Time for this. Oh, this game's getting really popular. I think you know, maybe I should maybe I should check that out. No. What what, what what's wrong, Brain? Uh, no. But it like everyone's playing, all my friends play. I could get involved in that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But like, you know, you, all the people are streaming it, maybe? Mm, seems like a lot of social pressure. No. Okay. You really want to be doing the thing that everyone's doing. I guess, I guess not, no. Five years later. Ah, you can engage with the thing now. The, the what? From 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 before the 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 thing it was the, the popular thing from the, from before. The, the game. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's probably on sale at this point. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, Steam sale. Ugh, give that a one. Do it, yeah. 
This is brilliant. Oh, uh, why, why did I never get into this before? This is great. Oh, but there's no one online. Thanks, Brain. No, then only now. Thank, thanks, thanks, Brain. Yay! I'm <laughs> happy. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> oh, come on, sneeze. You've been. I've been at this for like five minutes. I look like a fool. No, 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 I'm shy. I'm shy. I'm no. Just, just come out. Just come no, out. I'll be fine. No, 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 see me. I'm shy. Oh, no. No. Bless you. Oh, you've, you've chased it off now. Sneeze. Come, come, come on, sneeze. Come on. No, I'm not coming out now. I'm all congested. No, I'm not doing it now. I'm, we've already had a blessing. No. They didn't wait for my turn. It's your turn now. Have your turn. No, I go first, then they say bless you. They didn't wait, so no. Oh, my head feels bloody. Boo. And also his. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you found out whining to me. <laughs> So, huh, what have you put in your eye meats? I've not put a lot in my eye meats this week. Um, it's been it's been more of a play week than a than a watched week. Um, I've been really enjoying watching a uh, playthrough of Demon Souls mm. on YouTube. Yeah, uh, watch some of that. Yeah, so this is on the Wooly Versus channel. Mm. Um, uh, the the episodes are called Reggie versus Demon Souls. Mm -hmm. So Wooly, who runs the channel, is a big Souls game player, he likes his Souls games, is pretty good at them, knows all the lore, all that sort of thing, and his friend Reggie has never played a Souls game before, so this is very much a, I'm going to introduce you to your first Souls experience, but I'm going to do so in a very uh, informative, helpful, supportive way. Mm. Um, it's been really nice to watch a Souls playthrough of someone's first, ex to watch someone's first experience of that game with like a, a supportive hand that isn't just going... Get good, get good, get good, get good. Um, Wooly is doing a really good job of walking the line between I will give you help when you want and are ready for it, but I will also just give you room to work it out yourself and encourage you and go, I know that you're struggling right now, but you can get through this. And a lot of, look, we've all been here. We've all struggled at this. You will get through it. Think about what's happening. Yeah, lots of, lots of opportunities to ask open questions of like, Okay, you tell me why that went wrong. You think it through. Mm. Lots of asking the right questions to get the player thinking the things he needs to think about to, mm. to get better. And, like, it's just been some good, wholesome Souls content. Yeah. Which been... is unheard of in my experience. I know, it's... It's been, it's been really nice to experience that with a fresh set of eyes in a way that didn't feel like the new person was being told just... Just get better. Do um, it. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend it. I've been watching yeah. that playthrough and very much enjoying just secondhand watching someone's first Souls experience. Yeah. It's been good yeah. and supportive. Yeah. What about you? What have you been watching? Oh, uh, I've been... Um, well, I've returned to one of my Udemy courses. Yeah, which so, one? Um, F mm, I think it's like pr music production in FL Studio, it's called. Okay. 
I am not going to name drop the uh, the person because I'm about to completely slate it. <laughs> uh, so it was one of the first ones I got last year, shortly after getting FL Studio. Yeah, so it would have been what June, July. Yeah, yeah, around the around the summer. Around the summertime, I, I so I was like, I'll I'll just get a nice course that will give me like a nice overview of the thing, learn how to use it, and like get some of the basics down, and it kind of did that. Yeah. Like, I had got most of the information that I got from this free from watching YouTube videos. Yeah. And what I'd been hoping for from Udemy was something more concise than a YouTube video and more consistent yeah. over Something over a that felt more like a knowledgeable professional put together a proper course. Exactly. So I went through the whole course and it was one of the... F- one of the ones that I went through it, I was disappointed with it, but I didn't refund it. Yeah. Like, there is a satisfaction guarantee. It was like, okay, I did learn some things. I know how to use some of the features. I understand more than I did when I started. So you can keep the 12 quid or whatever it was yeah. for that course. Um, didn't rate it very highly. Lots of other people hadn't rated it very highly. And about two months ago... He added a whole extra section of, okay, I'm going to make a track from start to finish to show you how you would do that, rather than just going, here is a tool, this is how it works. Here is another tool, this is how it yeah, works. Yeah, showing you it all put in together. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So he takes a track from YouTube and just goes, here is a modern track in, um, I think it's like Future Base. Yeah. Not a genre I'm particularly f- familiar with. Um, and he was like, okay, uh, right, so... Listen to it. Here is, like, here is the intro. is about sixteen bars. Here is this bit. Here is the drop. Here is an uh, like a, another verse. Here is the other drop. Here is the end bit. This is how long it is. So here are labels across the top. That's how long we've got to make this bit of it. Okay. So I'm listening to the track. I'm hearing this kind of drum, this kind of drum, this kind of drum. Okay. Let's make a drum pattern. Here is how you make a drum pattern. Here is how you make a pattern. Here is it on the board. Okay. We're going to lay that out. Okay, next thing is I'm hearing this kind of sound. Okay, this is a little sound design bit. I'm going to teach you how to make that sound design. Um, okay, now it does this thing. Uh, that is basically an automation clip where they're moving a uh, like a filter of some kind. Yeah. And it'll be... And, and from the respect of this is how to strip down and rebuild the track, which I've been told by other producer friends is one of the best things you as a newbie producer can do. Find a track you like and just completely remake it using your own stuff so that you understand the techniques. Learning learning the technical, like, what are the building blocks that made this and how could you do this? Yeah. 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 That I very much respect. But he's doing it so badly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, I've now learned, like, a bunch of other stuff in the eight months since then. Like, I've made a lot of tracks of my own. I've watched like tons of other people instruct yeah. me on how to make I, stuff. Are you suggesting? Are you heading towards you could you could probably teach better ways of doing some of these things than he is teaching? Um, I wouldn't, because I'm not a very good teacher. Like, no, I, I've been but, a shop manager before, no. and part of that was training stuff. But it's like you it's know, you skill. know that there are better techniques that you are not being there taught. There are better here. techniques and better tools, even yeah. within the software that he has available yes. that he's he, teaching. He has not learnt as much about how to do this. Or he uh, has, but he just yeah. decides to use it in such a way I think he's trying to do it in such a way that you can do it with the free edition of FL Studio. Maybe? It's like, oh, okay, that I mean, you can't even save tracks in that, so. Yeah. 
I, d I don't know why you would do it that way, but there is like so much stuff. I was just like, why are you using that tool? Hmm. Why are you using it this way? Like, I'm pretty sure this thing exists in all versions of of, of SRL Studio as well, but you're not using it. You're using it in a really convoluted way. And then, like, halfway through a bit going, oh, uh, this doesn't actually do what I wanted it to do. Uh, so I'm going to have to just leave it as it is, and it's not very good. Sorry. You would, like, you would, if you'd uh... used the other tool, and like you'd used a bus for your effects rather than like specifically just trying to put ev like something on multiple different tracks and, and rig it together, it's like, no, why did you do this? And then like all the uh, chapter titles for the things like, okay, here's a bit of sound design, and then he spends. 15 minutes trying to just lay out some chords. It's like, that's not really a sound design thing. Um, okay, we're going to do some arrangement. No, that's just you trying to lay out four chords again for 15 minutes. And then going, no. And then at the end of the video, going, oh, I've scrapped all that and started again. It's like, then just delete this video. Exactly. What you do is you you do it, you fuck it up and go, okay, we're not gonna I'm not gonna put this video out to the paying people. I will remake it and I will do it the right way, and once we get it right, that's the video I'll put out. It feels like he got very bad ratings and like a, a few slightly narkier than mine uh, reviews and just went, Okay, fine, I'll do a thing and then just slapped it off in an afternoon. Yeah, that really does. I'm kind of hate watching it now. <laughs> wow. Like, but like, I'm, I, I admire the fact that he is certainly remaking that not very interesting track. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Have you watched anything else? Uh, I've been watching some YouTube videos from a, a creator called Carl Yobst. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, he he does a lot of videos about speedrunning, and oh, he's got some of these. Yeah, he's got some interesting ones. Um, I've watched some of his stuff before, but the one in particular that I found really interesting this week was a video about uh, impossible tricks in speedrunning mm. and uh, the danger of, of muscle memory in those situations. Um, okay. So sometimes there will be tricks in speedrunning in old games that are theoretically possible and that tool-assisted speedruns can do but that are so unlikely that a human player is very, 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 very unlikely to ever do them, mm. uh, that can save you time in runs. Um, uh, a really good example of this is there is a level in Mario Kart 64 that has a train track on it, and... Um, oh, yeah, with the, with the fence. Yeah, 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 with the fence. So you can't typically go through the fence, but if you boost at exactly the right angle and jump at exactly the right time and get it frame perfect you can jump through the fence and you can save several seconds off your time. Um, you're unlikely to be able to do it th like on all three laps of a race, but if you mm. could do it once, if you could do it on your first lap, it would put you well on the route to setting a new world record that would be very difficult to beat. Mm -hmm. um, and it's theoretically possible, but highly unlikely. Um, the, the stats were like, if you were to do this all day, every day, it would probably take you about 20 years to pull it off successfully once because it is so randomization based. And then someone did it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not even that. Someone did it after hours and hours and hours of trying. They'd spent about like a week and a half trying. But they were and so they... used to failure. Yes, exactly. That they did it, boosted through the thing. And by the time they realized they'd done it, they'd already hit start and gone down to retry and gone, oh my God, I did the thing. And 
Ah, you've already paused yeah. it. Yes, the count is still running. Yes, um, and there's a, there's another example from GoldenEye 64 where if you switch weapon while pushing into a doorway at exactly the right frame, you can jump through this doorway and save like three seconds off your level time. Mm. Um, and the advice that is given from the video is basically just look. Muscle memory happens. You're going to... It's going to happen. Don't worry about it. What you need to do is have, like, a second or so's buffer after you you need to go, trick hasn't worked, wait a second, now I'll reset, and make that your muscle memory. So that you have that second or so in there that if you do it successfully, you don't instantly reset, that you've got that second or so to realise, fuck, I did it. Um, and just, yeah, the importance of building a buffer into your own reset structure so that you don't accidentally do one of those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting video. Mm-hmm. What about you? You watched anything else? Um, not a huge amount. I watched the new Jimquisition. As did I. It was a very good video. Yeah, it was a very good. I'm very much enjoying Jim's new, um, like form, not just the format of the sort of like here is new segment, new segment, new segment, yeah. and I'm gonna have a word about those. But just the, I'm not afraid to get a bit ranty about things that really yeah. matter. Yeah, I indeed. enjoy the passion and the and and the fire there, and that's been really good. Also, very nice to to see friend out and presenting in yeah. in video, and I'm glad that everyone was very supportive very of them. So. Very much so. Very much yeah. so. It was it was lovely to see James Stephanie uh, Sterling introduced. Uh, t- to the world yeah. at large. Obviously, we have encountered a little in, in private yeah, before but... now, but it's been really nice that that's uh, been well received. But I also felt like, yes, very important to. to but also, that. it was but just a good video. It's a really good video, her, right? That... It's a really good video with lots of good points that were made yeah. that I feel got completely lost under the swell of love. Exactly. It's It's. Both are simultaneously true things. Yes. It was a very good episode, but also... Also, love. we love you. Yeah. And you look awesome. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I think that's everything we've watched then. I think that's everything we've watched then. Well then. Time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have somewhere to be? Uh, no, not, not right now. But... Okay, what if you didn't even leave town? I mean, you did leave home. I mean, that's about as far as I can go right now with the whole pandemic. You suggesting I take a nice, like, put my mask on and go for a nice socially distant walk, and then you know I'll be back home within the hour. What about a hotel? We could just get a hotel a weekend away. Yeah, but we have a house, and we don't have to pay for that, and it's here. But the the really really cheap hotel rooms are now available. Ah, ah, I see, I see. This is our sponsor, I see. This is our sponsor. Well, I, I said we've got a new sponsor. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you did. So, ha. Huh. I did the whole, Laura, Laura, got a new sponsor. Yeah, okay, so is the suggestion here from this company that we just book a hotel room to just, I don't know, stay in by ourselves with no other people, not, not, not seeing anyone, not leaving the room, just being in a hotel room? Yeah. When we could be in our own homes. Yeah. Look, I can't. I can't blame them for trying. No one's fucking booking hotels right now. I imagine. No. Uh, it sounds like they are pretty desperate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How how cheap are we talking here? P- pretty cheap. Yeah. Like thirty pound a night. I mean. I mean, there is something alluring about the thought of just 
being somewhere that isn't somewhere that isn't <laughs> yeah yeah but like i don't trust a place that isn't my own home to be safe right now no no indeed like i wouldn't trust myself to go enjoy the breakfast buffet in the morning oh no they don't know that's all closed oh that's all closed okay all the, that all the facilities sense. are closed there's no pool there's no gym it's literally just here's a bed and a tv and a shower yeah, and okay you probably shouldn't turn the aircon on you probably shouldn't no. no you should probably keep the mask on the whole time you're in the room probably. to be honest don't touch but, anything yeah but like especially not any of the soft uh the shiny surfaces oh, yeah but you would be somewhere that wasn't your house. Exactly. And it has been a while, right? Right? <laughs> exactly. I think that is the, the tempty thing. Yeah. Also, 30 quid is not that good for a hotel room. No, no. Like Especially that's... not when there's, it's, there's, there's nothing else. Look, at this, at this point, if you pay me 30 quid, maybe we'll think about it. Maybe. Maybe. Only maybe. Only maybe. And I will be bringing like 30 quid's worth of sanitizer, which will uh, yeah. take from... most of the weekend to, to, to yeah. clean the room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, cheap hotel. Re- sorry, really cheap hotel rooms.lol.net and enter the code QNPS152. Oh, I'm loving their tagline. Please fucking come stay here. And it's just like, please. Uh, yeah. I like how they use capitals and lowercase letters yeah. to really convey that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well then, time for this. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actors Softworks. Hi. Hi. How's uh, business treating you this week? Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, real, real good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have flogged some people. I have made an awful lot of money. I fired a bunch of people. See, in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, see, I'm glad it's going so well for you. I do have one thing that's um, been a bit of a problem for us this week. Problems? Yeah, yeah. We've unfortunately got a problem. So no uh, we had one of our uh, staff doing a, you know, a Twitch stream or something yeah, promoting yeah. the game. And um, some people were asking, as they've been doing for a while, for us to uh, put put some disabled support in our game for, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. people who don't see colors or that something. Sounds, that sounds like work that That's they're not paying for. Exactly, exactly. But, like, you know, you can't say that, right? You know, yeah. we know that we can't say I mean, it, I just that's did, the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah the, the guy said it on stream and was like, hey, hey, stop, stop expecting us to make games accessible for you and got on a bit of a shouting tangent to disabled people. Which is That's not, not a, good optics. Not good optics for the brand. We need to work out how we can deal with this because, like, it's very obvious we've not fucking we we've not been making anything for disabled people here. No, 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 no. no. Um, but like now there's a lot of pressure on us. Can we um, put out a um a solemn JPEG? Well, I mean, I'm sure we can put out a solemn JPEG. What what do we do? We maybe say uh. We're sorry we don't stand behind the the opinions of our uh, staff member. Yeah, and... We're sorry for any distress this may have yeah. caused, anything you yeah. felt. So, like, I was thinking, like, you know, the way to smooth this over would be to announce the thing they were asking for and to be, like, vague and be like, ah, it's coming at some point just to get some good headlines. You know, we don't actually have yeah, to do it. Yeah, but we'll, so we'll like... say, like, uh, we've been working on this for ages. <gasps> That's it. That's brilliant. Yeah, we oh, you didn't make us make this. We were making it all along, and this just accelerated our announcement timetable. That's yeah, we, we, this is not the circumstances we would have chosen to announce it. No, no, you forced us to, to, to announce yeah, it like yeah. this by being so pushy with your requests Yeah, I mean, we it, were but... trying to keep this as a nice surprise for you. Yeah, but no, you've made it into a whole, you know, unpleasant affair, but yeah, sure, yeah. we'll announce that actually we've been working... Don't you feel bad about badgering for it? Yeah. Because we were, we were working on it already. Yeah. yeah. 
And that I think, guy still has a job. Though. Exactly. He's still got a job, and we can make them seem like the villains, even though we weren't really doing yeah, anything. He is the MD's son. Exactly. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, huh, what have you put in your ear meats? I've really not listened to much at all this week. I'm, I'm going to be relying on you very much this week. Oh. Um, yeah, it's going to be a short listened, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not listened to a lot other than, here's an observation about Babysitting Mama. There's a piece <laughs> of music in it that, um, the first time I played it, I was convinced that it was just playing the uh, Pokemon Center music from Pokemon. And when I streamed this for five hours today, about 15, 20 times during the stream, someone would come in and go, is that the Pokemon Center music playing? <laughs> um, it's not. It's clearly not. But there's like, there's about three three to four bars in the middle of it that go, that's fucking Pokemon Center music. Mm. And then it moves on to do something different. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's... That's I've listened to a lot of the backing music to Babysitting Mama. <laughs> uh, did you know that the baby cries out of the Wii Remote? Ooh. And that's that that sets off the bit of my brain that's like, oh no, I must fix baby. Um, so that's that's what I've been listening to this week. What about sound you? Of a crying child. The sound of a crying child over the Pokemon Center theme. <laughs> that's like a it's, hell. It's game. been it's been that and chill chill beats to relax and study to while I write. Oh nice. What about I you? Like those. Um, I have, I've brought, long-term listeners of the show will know that I occasionally listen to the 1981 BBC radio dramatisation of Lord of the Rings. You do this from time to time. I do. I've done it ever since I was a child. As a kid, I used to listen to it on repeat constantly. Now you do it like once or twice a year, probably. Um, it's probably close to once every year or every two years. I I, I found like a, a nice digital copy I think it was last year. Yeah. And I... then a couple of days ago, because basically because um, Phoenix got me um, War of the Ring, the board game. Yeah. From a hatching day. Which we've yet to play because we need to really set some time out to, to, to bunker in on that one. I've watched two hours of, of instructional videos and like 20 minutes of strategy videos for that game. And I'm still pretty sure that it's going to be like an hour of setup going through and trying to understand everything it's it, we, it's it's not going to click until we're actually sitting and playing yeah, it, I don't think, but I'm but... excited to play the thing yeah definitely it is a huge sprawling war game um with slightly risk elements but there's like lots of stuff to mitigate all the dice as well so hopefully I won't have a complete strop with that like I did yeah. with risk I reckon we'll be alright. Yeah, we'll be fine. Half the problem with Risk is often the person you're playing against, so I think it'll be alright. Oh, God. Yeah. Bad oh. Risk players. Bad Risk players. Or well, unpleasant just... Risk players. It was a very unpleasant person. Yeah. Yep. Everyone has that, that story of, oh, that bad person I played Risk with once. Just the, the drug dealer I used to share a flat with. Ah. Uh. Uh, we used to sit in his room with the the two Lithuanians that he was harboring from um, the d- d- um, border services. Yeah, because uh, they like lost their um, their visas, uh-huh. uh, so they weren't supposed to be living there anymore. They were working at our local Domino's and living in the corner of his bedroom. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so we would listen to uh, a a. CD he got from a copy of The Guardian on repeat and um, Weezer's The Blue Album on on repeat for hours and hours and hours and play Risk 
So Lord of the Rings board game made you think of the audiobook? Yes. Because I think the last time you listened to that was about the start of lockdown. It was around yeah, then. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, found a copy of it. It's very good. There are some fantastic voices in that. Yeah. There's some... Because um, you've got uh, Jean Lemaire, who uh, plays Bilbo. You've got Ian Holm, who plays Frodo, which is fun, because he played Bilbo in the movies. <laughs> um <laughs> I can't remember who plays Gandalf. It's whoever used to voice um, the Paddington bear. Oh, yes. Um, animation yes. back in the, what, 70s? Gosh. Um, yeah, there are some classic old British cinema voices. Uh, lots of ra- good radio voices in there. Um, it's just honey to listen to. The music's really good. Um, and it's kind of the soundtrack of my childhood. So it's been nice to sort of have... Have me annual reminisce over that and, and enjoy mm. a bit of that while while preparing to play uh, Lord of the Rings, the horrifying war game. Woo! Yeah. What about you? Honestly, not much else. It's just been background. It, it's been lots of, of chill beats to do all of my writing projects too. I have like three writing... Pro- I've got a book finishing... A book that I need to finish so it can be printed, and a book starting. A book launching in, like, a I week? I have a book launching, by the time this goes up, a book launching in less than a week, a book that I am trying to get ready to go to the printers, and one that I've barely started making, and all of them are happening at once. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Um, but, oh shit. Oh shit, it's gender euphoria. It's, it's bound like a proper book. It's this ah, I'm holding in my hand and book. That's a that's a good sizable book. An uncorrected proof, June twenty twenty one. Indeed, it's got all the information on the back of. Here's how you can reach my publicist and the the trade organizers if you want to order a billion copies and um what the cover's going to look like because they didn't put the cover on the front because they don't want you to think it's a it's finished copy. No selling that. No, it's it's clearly like. Not the a limited one. edition pre 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 release. Yeah, you the fortune one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's everything I've listened to. Well then, time for this. Yar, yar, Morgrog, Morgrog. Right, let me tell you a story. Tell us a story. I was out at sea last night. Right. Uh, there was a, a huge wave came across the uh, the horizon. It was bigger than any I've seen. Bigger than a bigger than the tallest building. And from behind this wave came a huge shark. Had to, had to steer me ship away. Hard turn to starboard. Barely made it out with me life. That's quite an incredible tale. I've got a tale now. Let me tell you the tale of the time I encountered a crab, the like of which no man has seen before, nor woman neither, nor envy. Arr. Never before seen. It had claws the size of your arm. Arr. Arr. And, it, and it had eye stalks the length of your arm. Arr. And it had legs the length of your arm. Arr. And a shell as wide as any man could lie down in a bed. Or a woman lie down in a bed. Or anyone lie down anyway, in a bed. Any, yeah, I should really... Yeah, yeah, I should really be... Yeah, just... From the start, really, I suppose, rather than just bringing them in at the end there, I suppose, yes. Yeah. Uh, such a crab as likes and has never been seen. Yeah. Fed the crew for a week. Arr, arr, arr. Arr, what about what about you over there? You got a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose I have a story. Um, I'm out at sea. Yeah. Whirling vortex. 
out of the thing comes these uh, all these tentacles, huge, oh, huge tentacles, monsters. probably uh, you know suckers on it the size of uh, you know suckers, uh, suckers on it the size of our caps and uh, you know huge tentacles, huge, yeah. And how did you escape that, by the way? Um, what? Uh, yes, escape the the terrible. Oh, um, yeah, yes, I. Mm, Definitely, definitely escaped. I ran, ran away very fast. I did. Yar, yar, yar. I may have stayed with it for a while. Yar. There'll be no kink shame in here. Yar, yar. So I'm trying to work out what kind of man I should be dating. Okay, okay, what are your options? Well, there's the the betas. They're um, just sort of nice guys, I guess. They're, you know, not natural leaders necessarily. You can, I reckon they could probably sit and enjoy what you feel, maybe go yeah. for a nice country. Yeah. With the betas, they, you know, not, not necessarily super assertive. I might need to be the one that goes, what are we eating? Yeah. And they might go, oh, you guess, you, you just, I yeah. don't mind. But they do mind. They do mind. They do mind. Oh, I mean, well, I think we can probably work around that. I mean, yeah. uh, after that, there's the Alpha. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them too, yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, they believe in this whole thing about wolves that was never actually true. Something's oh, like yeah, that, that thing where they behaved weird because they were stuck in a tiny enclosure and that's yeah. not actually how wolves work. Yeah, and they just think that aggressive is a, f- a form of personality. Yeah, being an asshole is a personality trait. I'm not, uh, I'm not, not, I'm not thinking that's for you. No. Okay, so the, there's this new one they've announced, the, the Sigma. Oh, they're announcing new, uh, new, new man types. New man types. I guess it's like new, new, new man just dropped. New man just dropped. It's it's the sigma type. Okay. Not entirely sure I understand that one. No, like I hear that, and all I can think of is shiny Pokemon. I'm like, is this is this Alpha, but like a different variant? I, as far as I can tell, because I saw like a, a a thing with like a a pyramid. Yeah, but they were like at the same height at the top of the pyramid, but like outside the pyramid or something. Yeah. Okay, and the other type is sort of sort of the green human-like being with the webbed hands and the turtle feet-like carapace. Oh, the 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 kappa. With, with, with yeah, with the dish in the, the kappa head, type. Which, yeah, the kappa type. Maybe a kappa type. I could see you with a kappa. You think I could date a little demon? I think you could. You do. You do just fine with a kappa. This is my little kappa male. Hello, oh. pleased to meet you. <laughs> Questions, Sam. Tough questions. What's the questions? Uh, Samuel West asks, Laura, do you speak baby now after your most recent speedrun? There is a minigame in this where the, the Wii Remote baby will make uh, sounds and you have to, like, they'll show you a picture and make the sound and then you have to hear the sound and identify the picture. I remember that the doll with the flower in its hair kind of sounded like the baby was saying was saying flower. The truck sort of sounded like vroom vroom was sort of how I remembered that. The crayon sort of sounded like crayon crayon, uh, like a little French baby saying crayon twice. Crayon crayon. I had a pretty perfect hit rate for the the memorizing and responding to the the baby voice mini game, so I'm 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 confident to say I can speak babysitting mama baby. You can speak babish. I can speak babish. I can speak this video game's equivalent of baby. Can you binge with babish? I can. I can. I I. 
That was a food-eating minigame, so yes, I can binge with baby. Hurrah! <laughs> uh, in which case, what does wow at mean? Uh, it means stop trying to mimic my voice. It's it's kind of it's kind of patronising. I see. I yeah. See. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Tricky asks, what myths would you bust if you out of the blue decided to do a myth-busting segment? Mm, myths. Trans regret. Yeah, tra- uh, sudden sudden onset gen- uh, gender rapid onset, g- gender. What is it? R O G D. Rapid onset gender dysphoria. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll debunk that one real quick. People who are trans typically struggle to find words for what they're feeling because no one teaches you that trans is a thing. And then if you meet other people that are trans or see media that positively portrays trans people, you suddenly go, oh shit, there's a word for that thing. And you then go, hey, I think I might be trans. This is perceived by turf parents as you, 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 you were turned trans out of nowhere by that piece of media or that person. Also, it overlooks the whole history of usually people who are trans will secretly for a long time be like, I feel like this is a thing. Maybe this is a thing. I don't know if this is a thing. I should find out if this is a thing. I'll try voices. I'll try pronouns. I'll try names. Does this feel like it's right? Okay, I'm, I'm confident. I, I know this is definitely right. Now I'll talk to people. Yeah. And like that for the person who is trans, they will have been mulling this over pretty constantly for months and months or years yeah. or however long. But to the outside person, because they haven't told you until now, it's like, wait, this came out of well, nowhere. This is very yes. So it's a lot of um very explainable, very common understandable things about coming out as a as a LGBT person that are sort of they make it they call it rapid onset gender dysphoria to make it sound like it's a formal medical thing. That is a term that the turfs made up to make their thing sound more legitimate than it is. It is a term for, I didn't know you were trans before you came out, therefore you, you've been tricked into it. Mm. That that good debunking? You had it first. Myth busted. <laughs> Maggie J. Evans asks, uh, what do you want most from Nintendo's next console? Fix the fix the Joy-Con drift. Mm. Um, but honestly, I really like the concept of the Switch. Just make a just make a better Switch. Yeah, make a faster Switch. Make make a faster Switch. Um, yeah, maybe a solid state drive. Yeah. Um, maybe put some little IR lights on the on the dock and put like a little IR camera at the top so you can do proper Wii remote pointing Ooh. rather than having to rely on gyro for your pointing. Ooh. I mean, I've not had a problem with the, the pointing. No, but it would just be it'd be nice to have slightly if... better range on the Wii Motes. Yeah, Wii yeah, on the Joy Cons. Yeah, just honestly, just make me a better, just make me another Switch that's faster and fancier graphics and doesn't have Joy Con drift. Mm-hmm. And I'll be happy because I really I like the Switch as a concept. Love the Switch. It, it like, but as soon as it started to break on me, I had less interest. Also, cheaper games, please. Oh, yeah. and a, a full virtual console. Yeah, give give us a proper don't don't Disney vault us on this shit mm-hmm. and like piecemeal it out. Just just do what you did with the Wii and go. Hey, all the back compatible games. There you go. They're available. Just go for it. Just, just give us that, please. See yeah, play. take the thing that's already good and make it better, please. Uh, Joseph Gurkaman Adams, BSC. Uh, how does it feel uh, that your fiance is a speedrunner? It's pretty awesome. She's very good at what she do. Yeah. She done multiple runs, and now she is the 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 multiple mama. Yeah, I'm I'm up to nine records currently, and I would like to add another six to that. So. By by the time I'm done with babysitting mama, I'd like to have fifteen first place records. Oof. That's 
that that'd be a good point to move on, I think. Any plans after baby cooking, Mama? Uh I'm oh, I'm looking yeah. at train sim. <laughs> I just realised right. Yeah. So. Um, train simulator. There is at least one track on there that last time I looked hadn't been speedrun, and I kind of want to do. I'll put a little conductor's hat on and do a do a train riding uh, time. Have you not already have a conductor's? Hat? I don't know, but I need to order a conductor's hat on payday so that I can have a little conductor's hat and do that for stream. Um, so there's that. Either that, uh, there's. I think it's Gardening Mama 2 on the 3DS that has never been speedrun. That being said, I would need a second webcam to video my hand uh, if I'm playing it on emulator to show my clicks per minute. Um, so that'd be a little bit of additional faffery, but I'll have a look. I'll work it out when I get there. Right now I'm still in babysitting mama mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucky Ham asks, what's for breakfast? I mean, for me, usually Marmite and peanut butter are on toast as a sandwich. I usually have granola. Yeah. I will sometimes, if I'm feeling fancy, have some chocolate Weetabix. Sometimes you'll just have pork and beans with bread. Yeah, sometimes I'll have pork and beans and bread. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have noodles for breakfast if I'm in a bit of a rush and I just want to get something down me quick. Noodles are good, though. Yeah. Noodles are good. Noodles are good. Ah. Is anyone good on your ramen? Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> sure. James, give me your deli meats. Asks... That's an amazing name. <laughs> uh, in a world that often demonises people purely for enjoying something that perhaps others don't enjoy, what breed of dog do you believe is the most underrated? So, I have a phobia of dogs. Same. Yep. I will try and answer this as best I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in in playing the Red Lantern the other week, did mm. I, I think I talked about that on, on, here, uh, on this show. Yeah, so playing the Red Lantern... Whatever breed of dog Noodle was. Noodle was a good was a good. Are was they a all good... huskies? Are they not all huskies? You're right, they're all different types of husky. Okay. A husky with the temperament of noodle. <laughs> I don't know dogs. I don't know what dogs are. My grandparents had a dog that was vaguely okay at one point that had floppy ears. I think it was a spaniel. It it was very respectful of not like climbing onto anyone, it would just sit and sort of curl next to you. Spaniels are quite um, fun. Yeah, it was a nice, very gentle, very calm spaniel that was okay. Yeah. Didn't mind that one. I mean, most dogs have really bad breath. Yeah, I would like a dog that doesn't have bad breath and isn't slobbery and isn't jumpy and isn't mm. big. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a big dog if it had like the world's best temperament. Yes, but most big dogs really need to be exercised very hard. Yeah, I like. If I was gonna have a dog, it would have to be a Malamute. Yeah, but they're huge. Ma- we'd, we'd need yeah. like a whole extra wing. Yeah, <laughs> my grandparents' spaniel was all right. Is that an acceptable answer? There you go. Are spaniels underrated though? I think they're very popular. Uh, probably. <laughs> I don't know enough about dogs. They're scary, and I don't like them. Go yeah. away, dogs. I'm scared. Whichever one you prefer, James. Yes. I'm sorry. Dogs are scary. I had a bad experience with a dog once, and it it fucked me up a bit. What about cats? Oh, cats are great. Oh, cats are great. I don't really know many breeds of cat. Oh, I know. I, I know that um, Dodger's cat Sherlock yeah. is uh, a British Bengal, mm. and I like Maine Coons, and I like Norwegian Forest cats. Uh, in terms of underrated, um, not breeds but types. Uh, black cats, totally underrated. Mm-hmm. People seem to, like, they're the least adopted cats. No one wants black cats. Black cats are great. I fucking love a good black cat. I, like, if I was ever to have a, a, a cat of my own, I would like a, a black cat. Yeah. An adopted older black cat. It agreed, yeah. Yeah, because people won't adopt them because 
they have um, superstitions about yeah. black cats. Exactly, and older cats because you know their temperament and they deserve homes too. And because, again, it, like older yeah. cats are less adoptable because yeah. people, everyone wants a fucking kitten. Exactly, and like, no, you don't want a kitten. You don't know what the fuck their temperament's going to be when they grow up. You want a cat that, like, hey... You know what they're like. You know what you're getting. You know what yeah. their what their deal is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix asks, "Hi, thank you, Xavier. Love you." Asks, "Inventive new uses for blood. Summoning demons is so last millennia." Oh, oh. Um, summoning abominations. Uh, boil it down to get the iron out of it and make a sword. <sighs> you're the going iron. to need a lot of blood. Of blood. Yeah, but I mean, if you've got of the stuff. Yeah. Give them more than they can drink and it'll never be enough. <laughs> I, if you have enough of it, make a sword out of the iron in the blood. Blood sword, blood sword, blood sword, blood sword. Blood sword. <laughs> no, uh, there, there is no better answer than that. The answer is blood sword. Make a special new type of blood steel. <laughs> That's so metal. Yeah, right. Uh, literally. Uh, well, that is all of the questions. <gasps> well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, baby. How you doing? Oh, you know, uh, poor mental health. Questionable physical health. Yeah, yeah. Been there, been there. Got the t-shirt. Oh, that is a very nice t-shirt. Oh, thank you, thank you. Hey, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about the thing. As yeah, I've been thinking about something. I've, yeah. I've, I've been watching a lot of people... Uh, Get a bit more cavalier about the uh, whole COVID situation recently. Oh, again, yeah, is this the house yeah. parties, or yeah, yeah, you know, because vaccines are starting to get out to people. Starting, uh, you know, starting. And we're in the UK, so like first dose and fuck knows when the second yeah. dose. Will I heard be. about my dad. My dad's getting getting one, and then in three months he's due to get his next oh. one. Apparently, which is uh, not what Pfizer recommends, but. Uh, you know, I, because some people are starting to get them and, you know, the the idea in people's heads is all vaccines are happening. I've started to see people a bit uh, cavalier about like, oh, we can go outside again. It's fine. A vaccine exists. It's it's get, Some people have it. Therefore, it's safe to go back out and just sort of pretend COVID doesn't exist again. Right, right. Which okay. is uh, not ideal. No, less, certainly less than ideal. Yeah, I, I really don't understand it. I mean... There's there's so much good, wrong with the government's handling of this whole thing, full stop. Like we don't even know when the second dose will be coming in, and there's no guarantee that you will be protected, even after your first dose. Exactly, they are rushing to get people's like as many people a single dose as possible, so they can inflate their numbers arbitrarily. You know. Yeah, because obviously they'll be saying yeah. that's another person in, in vaccinated. Exactly. When exactly. actually it's just the second dose. Exactly. Well, like that's that's the thing. It's it's been frustrating watching people sort of act as if uh, the news that a vaccine exists and that some people have it means that it's totally safe to uh, you know go back to life as normal already. When it's like no, firstly you haven't had it. Secondly, yeah, but... most of the other people around you haven't. Exactly, exactly. And even even so, it's gonna be a while before you or probably anyone you know has it. And even if even if someone you know has it, they can still pass it on to you if they've got it on them. Yeah, you know, it's got any COVID. Exactly, it, it's going to be a while before uh, things can get back to normal, and it's frustrating watching people try and uh, jump jump ahead to that point sooner than we're really ready. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, certainly uh, certainly concerning. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's like, well, that's your luck. 
Mm. Oh, you sound tired, mate. Yeah, proper tired today. Yeah, should we get off to bed? Yeah, it sounds great. Right. Well, sleep well, mate. Yeah, you too. Have a good one. Yeah. So, Laura, <laughs> where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz in all the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Mm. Uh, you can find me Twitch streaming Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. And also sometimes in the UK daytime. Mm when I have time and a big speed run I want to do. Um, there's books. Uh, those are probably the big thing right now. Um, as of when this episode is published, um, Thursday the 4th of February is the release date for Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. That's like Yay. four days after this, this episode's published. Uh, it's a book. It's got video game character butts in it and images and reviews and a bunch of critics and developers and all that sort of good stuff. Um... Yeah, there's also uncomfortable labels. It's just about being an autistic trans woman and how those things intersect. You can get it now where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. Then there's Gender Euphoria. That's coming out on June 10th, 2021. It's about positive, real, gender-affirming stories from non-cis people. I'm real happy with that book. I reread through it this week, trying to find last little er errors and fixes before it goes to print, and... I'm very proud of that book. It should be. I should yeah, you got some words in there. Oh, they're really words good. In there. Yeah, they're very good words. I very much enjoyed reading them. I got my them. name in that book twice. Yeah. Because I supported it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're not the only backer that has their name <laughs> in, in, the, in that section and also in the back. <laughs> um, other than that, there's podcasts, Pixel Squirts, about video game pornography. There's um, a podquisition, your favourite video games. Are they great or perfect? Who wants to know? Um, then there's, there's Dice Funk. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven of that show. It is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every season's its own story. We are real close to the end of season seven. Season eight's going to be real soon. I'm going to be in season eight. I can't wait to share all of the wonderful art that has already been created to get ready for season eight. Um, I'm very excited for that. I'll say this structure wise. I think it's going to feel very season three, which I'm excited about um, in terms of its structure. Um, so, yeah. What about you? We, I, I, do a, I do a show with you that isn't this one. It is. It's Polyarmory. Yeah. Uh, the latest episode of that went up um, Saturday. The previous Saturday to this episode giving up. Yeah. Gosh, that's sometimes difficult we're, to work out. We're getting near to the end of recording it, even if it's going to be a while before it finishes yeah, it's airing. Going to be like nearly a year before the last episode goes up. Although, if all being well, I would like to start popping those out a bit more quickly. Yeah. Um, but that will very much depend on when I have enough time to actually help with the editing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is a D&D 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Uh, that we do with uh, Nick Flair and uh, uh, Phoenix. Uh, I have a Patreon. That's the one that pays my bills for yeah. as little as a dollar a month. You can help me justify a 76-hour work week for a brief while. I said 69 because I thought it was funny. But that's just not true. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> Sleepy. Uh, I stream on Twitch. I have uh, Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I write board game reviews over on uh, Stone Monkey Radio. I sell t-shirts on Redbubble. Uh, we've got a Facebook group and a, a SoundCloud for this show and for Polyarmory. Both of those are up there where you might be listening to this now. And I also have a different um, SoundCloud for my music called uh, Bedroom Programmer. 
That's where you can find all of that stuff. All of my links can be found at uh, streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. My Patreon is patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. Thank you very much for joining us. Laura! Will you um, sing us out? Until next time, be a stranger.